Hey everybody, it's the Connors. We're uh, we're back for part two of the spring. All right, so dun, I get dun, to done. Woo! All right, so I get to go again. Uh, I'll be talking about recreators. Um, so recreators is pretty neat. It's a uh, original work first of all, and I'm usually willing to take a chance on original works as long as the premise is at least somewhat interesting to me because I really like uh, trying to trying to just. Get into a show that has absolutely no manga, light novel, etc. Tied An original to it. work? No. I know, right? You you almost like as sad as it is, you almost forget that such things that can, can happen, right? Because uh, so much of anime production is just based on step one: how much can we market this? So it has to come from something. Yeah, merchandising. Thanks, yogurt. Um, you have to. It has to come from something that is already profitable and, and making money so an original work is is somebody taking a chance and i'm usually willing to take that chance so i took a chance and, and this gamble paid off so oh. uh recreators is um the premise of recreators is that there's this kid who's pretty nerdy he's like really into otaku stuff like video games and anime and one fine day while he's watching an anime uh, he gets blown into the anime world, like everything pixelates and he ends up in this anime. He sees yeah. the character that he's watching, like, in real space, gets his face cut by a blade, and then watches this other character appear that's in this ridiculous, like, Spanish double-breasted coat military outfit. Just destroy this character from his anime and blow both of them back into the real world. So he's in the real world with both of these characters. The military character disappears, and the other character's like, WTF is this place, and what am I doing here? And I was like... Wait, when, did, when did this turn into Jumanji? Yeah, it was really wacky. So I was like, all right, all right, okay. The Actually, the end of episode one really bothered me, and I was like, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Because I think, Scott, I think I had told you about this when I called you. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, yeah. So in the end of the episode, uh, it's really awesome. First of all, the... The action sequence that goes through, there's a fight sequence and a car chase at the end of the episode, and it's it's just beautifully, fluidly animated. And at the end, another character shows up that's clearly from a video game, and, and this ca lead character, Sota, takes both of these girls to his house, and I was like, oh no, oh no. So it's looking like this horrible horror was forming, and then at the end, they go to this convenience store and are eating snacks, and I was like, oh no, oh no. So I was convinced, now, I was like, the tea's I coming out. Exactly. So it's a 22 episode show. And I was like, all right, I got to give it at least a couple episodes. And thank goodness I did because it's it's awesome. So like I said, it's, it's fluidly animated. It's just it's got awesome, awesome action sequences. And you end up discovering that the premise is that characters from video games and anime are falling into the real world. And uh, nobody really knows why, and you're kind of discovering why this is happening as the show goes on. And, and the military character, the military princess is what they call her, until you learn her her name later in the show, is or orchestrating this this evil scheme to do something terrible, which I will reveal, won't <laughs> reveal to you. Um, so it all sounds kind of like, oh man, I, I think I've heard this before. It's just a role reversal of, of characters from otaku stuff falling into the real world but i think what makes the show really neat 
is that first of all it avoids idiot ball like you wouldn't imagine so in, in several episodes i think episodes like one through four is this very rapid introduction of several of they're called creations but these these people from anime and manga that are falling into the real world you're introduced to several of them and they're all very very different they're animated differently like they're animated the same way as the art style but they all look so different and feel so different and they are very clearly hmm. pulled from whatever source material they're pulled from they all act differently like they're genuinely from a different source material like there's a magical girl there's a knight from something that you know reminds you of berserk like everything is awful forever so she has this super warped sense of justice so there's that there's you know the princess character like there's a whole bunch of different characters they're no, pulling cool. from and they took the time to really understand these characters and give them the personality they should have but I, what i mean by idiot ball is you i would think every time a new character shows up there has to be this explanation like you're a character from a game blah 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 people show up and they already know what the hell is going on they show up, like, one of the guys shows up and he's from this this game called, like, Majin Dark Underground or something. And he's like, they're like, oh no, it's you. And he's like, yeah, I know. I'm the boss from the end of the game. Already figured that out somewhere off screen. Like, you don't sit there and have to explain to everybody what the heck is going on. It just very rapidly happens. Early in the show, the creators of these creations show up and they're introduced to their creations and you know there's a normal reaction at first like oh what is this cosplayer doing here and after they learn it's actually their creation from another world boom man we're done and we're moving on with the plot they're like okay this is weird but i accept it's like they huh. they just did away with all of that stuff that would cause you to just have your eyes roll and make the show drag and drag and drag as we desperately had to explain the same plot over and over again no it need sounds for like they kind of took, folks. Uh, yeah, no need yeah, for filler here. It sounds like they took, uh, like, uh, Japan took a look at Inkheart and was like, no, we could punch this up to 11. Yeah, exactly, right. It's like, no, we can make this awesome and avoid the weird, like, uh, bad plot that happens later in those books. The first one was so good. So anyway... <laughs> Besides that, um, the other thing that's kind of neat is later on the characters get involved with the government. So like the government brings them in and they're like, listen, you can't be like blowing up parks and malls and stuff. People are going to notice you're here and they're going to ask questions about like, is this a terrorist attack? So they start taking into account the collateral damage that these characters are causing yeah. because Sounds they're characters like Alice from... Sounds Zoroku, actually. Like that is yeah, a similar they're characters government from gets involved thing. Anime and manga, so they have like superpowers and they have like, actually the magical girl is one of the most crazy powerful characters in the whole show. She has this attack called, like, Magical Star Splash, which, like, blows up half the mall. And they're like, you can't do that. And she's like, oh. So, <laughs> naughty, naughty Magical Girl. So, you know, they really take into account the, the collateral damage. The government gets involved. And the government just believes, too. They're like, this is really weird. But okay, how do we deal with it? Like, everybody is on this track that's just smart. They're like, we're, we're down with the plot. Let's keep rolling. So really, really impressive. Um, and the way it weaves the story about each character, kind of like where they come from, how they're dealing with the fact that... So what they call the, the real world, like the one you or I would live in, they call it the world of the gods because that's where stories get created. So it's a lot of them grappling with... Like if you take the knight whose name is Alistaria, she's the knight from something that's similar to Berserk where like everybody she's ever known has been raped and murdered. Like she's lived through countless tragedies. So here in the real world, she's like, 
she finds her creator and she's like, why would you ever write a story like this for entertainment? Why? And it's this, this discovery of, of why we write stories, why we write stories that are tragic, why we write stories that are happy, why we, why we write stories, period. And I think it's, it's even the creators having to come to terms with like, hey, why did I, why did I write this? And, and what am I trying to achieve by writing? in general. So it's a neat play on, on all of those concepts. Um, Sounds pretty strong. You said it's only, what, half over? It's only half over. It's actually a little bit over half over. It's 22 episodes. Uh, episode 13 just aired. I do want to make a quick mention about it. It has an awesome recap episode. So the, uh, the one character who's a magician from a video game, she's kind of hilarious. Like, she has barely any emotion, but she makes jokes every once in a like while, and nobody catches joke. it. Yeah, the deadpan joke. So she yeah. actually freezes... The screen, so it, it flashes back to episode 12, the screen freezes, and this character named Meteora, she's like, so let's recap what's happened so far, and she keeps littering her own, like, nonsensical changes to the plot, she's like, well, this happened, it could have gone like this, and then she shows herself in, like, a really sexy outfit, and she's like, and then I saved the day, and the whole plot was over, no, wait, that can't be right, then we'd we'd be done with the show. Okay, rewind. I lied. Okay, so this is what really happened. <laughs> and like, she's just telling you the story nonsensically. And at the end of the episode, almost like a backhand meta, she's like, now I know you as the viewers are probably really worried. You're like, the anime industry is going downhill. Everything is terrible. Guess what? We planned this recap episode upon making the show. Don't worry. Next week, we'll be back to your regularly, schedule regularly scheduled <laughs> recreators. And I was like, Wow. They know. <laughs> they know I'm watching. It was this it was hilarious. It was hilarious. We also know they also know we know why recap episodes generally happen. Yes, like, it was like this amazing meta moment where I was I was really impressed because I haven't seen a good recap episode since Kill a Kill. So to me this was brilliant. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant that they took the time to do this. Um I guess the only last thing I'll mention is uh in addition to the awesome art, the soundtrack is done by Sawano Hiroyuki of Kill a Kill, Ald Noah Zero, and going back away oh, is Guilty wow. Crown. So the music is awesome, too. Um, that helps a lot. So high on my recommendation list if you haven't checked it out, or you may want to wait until it's done, and maybe at the end I'll, I'll talk about whether or not it, it was good. But I, I do highly recommend it. You should give this one a try, and it's, a, it's just a bunch of fun. The animation is beautiful, the action is awesome. Just the character motivations are interesting, and... It, uh, it really plays on something very real, I think, like why we write stories and why stories are important to us and what we get out of several different genres of story. So high, high on my recommendation list. Definitely give it a try. Oh, very good. Now, very Dan, cool. didn't you have one that's obviously equally highly rated to recreators? Uh, well, it seems like Sue really lucked out this season. Like, so far, everything you talked about has been pretty damn awesome, but... I just did not have that luck this season. Now, part of that, again, as we've established, was my fault for uh, jumping out early on um, Alice and Zoriko and uh, Shumatsu, Shumatsu Nani, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm probably going to go back to Alice, probably not to Shumatsu, just don't know. Again, characters in that show didn't appeal to me. But there was a show that I was hoping to see if I could po follow through to the end. <laughs> And that was Clockwork Planet. Now, oh, no. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
No, I, I, I admittedly, I jumped out most of the way through episode one. <laughs> did I miss wow. anything, Daniel? No, you did not, because I was only able to man to maintain my. Uh, I was only able to grip my teeth through episode three. At which point, Ooh. I had to hit the escape button. I could not continue. I. Uh, Dan was oh. like, "File rage quit." Pretty much, yes. <laughs> it was like. Handshakers was fascinatingly bad. Like, every aspect of Handshakers from the last season was so monumentally wrong-headed. Every bad decision that could possibly have been made was made. It was just so bizarre that I couldn't look away. This was just bad. Simply bad, bad, bad from beginning to end in the stipan of what I watched, and I cannot see any way that it could have recovered. It's a light novel adaptation, so there's red flag number one. The very first thing we see is a girl in a box fall out of a plane and land oh, in the classic, and land in the uh, room of this, you know, socially inept uh, yet magically well, um, magically highly skilled character who his only relevant ability is his hearing. He can, and Dude, by the way, really, I had no the idea. girl girl literally falls out of the sky. I haven't seen that in a while. I'm so yeah. excited. They anyway, girl that in back. a box, in, in a, a box, box just falls rockets out of the sky. Down like, out of the sky. Man, Amazon gotta get two and one. Amazon's advanced in Japan, isn't it? Yeah. Super drones. But uh, yeah, so he randomly comes into pos- into possession of this this kid. Randomly comes into possession of this android girl. And okay, Chobits, own- continue. Here's the thing. His only actual skill is his incredible hearing. Like, he can hear gears turning because this entire world is is a massive clockwork planet, literally. Like, everything is a bunch of gears. The, the lack of sense it makes <laughs> boggles the mind. Like, I noticed that episode one, I'm like, wait, you have, like, electricity in cars. Like, you've got a whole bunch of things that don't make sense with clockwork the way you are presenting clockwork. You just bodged a bunch of gears onto stuff absolutely it's the That's worst type of, it's the worst type of steampunk kind of kind of aesthetic where they just gears are literally slapped onto everything it's the only design aesthetic they have it's so overused that nothing looks unique everything looks the same their cafes their offices every single thing there is not a single shot in this show where a gear is not present and so but gears don't have any functional like engineering purpose that you can no they don't let me let me let me explain the the android here that uh lands on this basically lands in this guy's lap because again his only superpowers is hearing he's a terrible engineer is established at the beginning his only talent is this here is this hearing so he knows like what's wrong and where he is somehow able to magically will himself to be good enough to fix the one tiny problem in this ancient the, this ancient and very powerful android uh, to fix her. So, of course, she imprints on him, and he is now her master. Oh, and wait, wait, wait. She imprints on him? Is that your, like, rated R euphemism right there? Like, Twitter Oh, no. Rated? Oh, no. There's nothing like that, though. Uh, of course, there is, like, kissing involved, because that's how, like, oh, superpowers gosh, are unlocked. Why? Uh, oh, come on. Oh, See, I, didn't even, I didn't even make it there. Thank goodness. Yeah, no, that, but here's the thing. When he, like, like, he basically, like, opens her up, like, like, for lack of a better term, visually, this is what it looks like. He basically unzips her chest 
So imagine someone who's just been opened up by autopsy, but the thing is, inside, it's nothing but gears. She has no endoskeleton. It's just gears all the way down. Like, you're saying, like, the slightest touch, she would fall to pieces, even if it was functional. Pretty much. They're not hooked up to anything. It's not like, you know... They're just floating in midair. More or less, yes. Oh my gosh. It's like, they're they're all interlinked. I think he said something about that to the point where she has... She has multiple billion gears within her body. I was like, it may have even been trillions. The number he gave was so astronomical that it's like, it's like, ugh, this... Now you're not even trying. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's like, so bad. I, I understand that this isn't meant to be realistic. I understand that this is an aesthetic choice. But you could either have gone so, like, wonky and crazy with it, or not tried to explain it. If you, it's like, you gotta either... You've got to either commit to it and actually understand enough of the, like, technical limitations of your own bullshit, or you have to deliberately say, like, all right, guys, this is basically magic now. We're not even going to try to explain it. You know, like, much of the stuff in... Yeah, like, um, the gears are made out of phlebotomum. Like, they do anything much, we yes. want. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Precisely. Right. And, oh, it just keeps... It keeps going, like, na- like now... Heretical the- technology. Heretical uh, technology! From uh, the moon! Info gear. But, um, yeah, so, like, he and this android are being, like, chased by the, by the military because the military wants to, like, drop the uh, gear plate that they're on just to basically stop it, just stop it and let it drop into Wait, the Wait, so this show is both cribbing from Residents of Fate and Final Fantasy VII? Wow. Yes. You see, here's the thing, though. With Final Fantasy with Final Fantasy VII, when they drop a section of the city, it's one section of a lar- of a larger whole. Like you can argue about whether or not the structure would be able to hold it, but there's still a lot of city left. You're dropping something into the center of your planet, all of which is connected. So how is that going to help? If anything, that's going to make it worse because now you have thousands and thousands of tons of debris crashing through the center of your world, presumably into a gravity well where it will fly out the other side and smash out the other side of your planet. They didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> They're the military. They're always they dumb. They really didn't think anything. I thought anything about this just ahead. now. I wasn't even planning on mentioning that. It just came to me and I realized that this is the kind of stuff that you would have to have avoided. Dan, I had this moment where, like, you freeze and the camera's, like, slowly coming into your face and you're like, oh, God, if they drop the plate, it'll fly through the planet and there'll be debris and then it'll come out the other end. Like, something in one of those television show moments where you just realize that Clockwork Planet is even more BS than you thought it was before. Pretty much, yes. I am no physicist. I don't know if that's actually what would happen, but I cannot imagine that hurling, uh, that hurling a, like... City a planet's or yeah, a city's worth the, of gears uh, into other gears is going to end well. <laughs> exactly, and uh, there's just uh, uh, the characters are terrible. Like the main character is a is a lech who, of course, you know only you know likes the android girl better than other uh, better than other humans, and the android girl she she I don't know if I'd exactly call her deadpan, but she she's extremely curt. And she's also, like, she, her. she pretty much only talks in put-downs. All humans to her are insects. And she even insults her master, this kid, but is but is still, like, he's, it's like, he's the best among you. He is still, you know, a mere mortal, but he is better than all, he is better than all of you because of this arbitrary connection that we have. I'm going to refer to her as Elmina, because that's, <laughs> wow. Nice. Kind of, but the thing is, is that people too good call her, her on it, but she doesn't stop. 
he like the main character even says it's like wow everything you say is really mean yes i was pro- i was programmed this this way like you know for some art for some ridiculous reason it was like because fanboys s- will find this hot that is why i'm programmed this way pretty Beep. much but it's like my soon mode is on all the time constant verbal abuse doesn't work unless you also have charisma it's the reason that a show like archer is able to pull it off but this show fails part of that i'm certain is the language barrier because you know maybe her wordplay was particularly strong i sincerely doubt it Hmm. there wasn't a single moment of comedy in here that made me laugh i think it's because her gears are suspended in midair that's why the dare Mm. part isn't there she should have had the Mm. exoskeleton Mm. that's the dare if only if only alas clockwork (laughs) So now I have been able to rant for about 10 solid minutes about a show I only saw three episodes of. So kids, don't watch Clockwork Planet. That's what, that's yeah. what Uncle Dan the, the is short, telling you. The short version, yeah. Yeah, so don't, don't, even, don't even give this a shot. It's not, it's not so bad it's good. It's not so bad that it's like fun or funny to watch. Maybe if you have a bunch of friends who are really into bad shows, it would be worth your time. But I sincerely think that you're probably going to lose more friends than you make that way. So, uh... Yeah, avoid this one. If someone wants to come into the comments and explain to me why Clockwork Planet is the best show ever, I will have that argument with you. But uh, for now, I think I'm just going to give a pass to the remaining, like, ten some odd episodes. Sounds like a good plan. So before we close out, um, was there anything else that anyone was watching that they want to at least give a brief mention to? Yeah, I should. I had a couple more that I should probably at least mention in passing. Uh, so there was a... Uh... So the English title being like the Grimoire of Zero, uh, I watched, which was pretty good. It's like a fantasy thing. Uh, there's witches in the kingdom that's fighting the witches, and it focuses on this beast man. Like beast men are also things that witches have made by corrupting their souls or whatever. And so there's a beast man who kind of. And you're teams all about up. the soul corrupting this season, aren't you? It does you? seem that it does seem that way for some reason. I think you but, had uh, a little too much Tanya the Evil last time, and now <laughs> Tanya's evil. Yes. <laughs> I can Whatever. see that. Even a Danish, I eat myself. Can be good. There uh, you go. Uh, so you're saying that it actually follows like one of these beast people, like yeah, so the, the, yeah, the, the beast guy is like, this, this huge cat guy, uh, and he he basically kind of teams up with the original witch who created the system of magic everyone else is misusing, and they kind of team up to figure out how to stop magic from spreading in a bad way. Uh, but there's tons of other, like, there's the witches themselves, there's rogue witches, there's people in it for the power, there's the sorcerer of the state who is allied with the kingdom to stop them. And I think what I liked about it was, like, I never was sure where it was going. Like, it didn't follow a format. Hmm. Uh, it kind of kept it interesting every episode. And while by the end you could kind of see where it was going, like, the characters were genuinely likable, uh, even if it was a little cheesy. So I would give it a recommendation. Neat. Uh, what else did I see? Uh... How to pick up is wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon. Gaiden uh, was out this season, and if you've seen the original, uh, this one's pretty good. It's basically it happens during the same time frame as the original show, like chronologically within the show, and so there's like crossovers with events that happened in the in the base show. But you basically see like so the first show is about this new adventurer named Bell and his his what he was up to, and his. He's sort of chasing after Eyes, this very powerful sword uh, princess. Well, this is basically this her story and the story of her fami- her family, which is like her adventuring guild, and what they've been up to. Because like the whole first season, you're hearing, oh, the Loki familia, they're amazing. They're going on these super high level adventures. Well, this is what they did that whole time. Uh, so 
high production values, fun action sequences, uh, still has all the fan service like the first show had, but you know what? It's tolerable. There isn't that much of it. I liked it. Nice. Uh, other than that, I'm following Shingeki no Bahamut, uh, Virgin Soul this season, which is only half over. So I'll just give it a passing mention. If you liked the first season, this one's also really good. It's got its trademark, very odd style towards both animation and storytelling. Uh, and I'm never like, I'm never sure what's going to happen next. Holy moly. But I'd recommend it. Uh, the only other thing to come out that I saw this season was the Blame movie, uh, which I just recently saw. And this is, I didn't really follow any of the Blame manga or any of the other stuff. There's a whole universe of that out there. But it's a pretty solid standalone movie. Uh, it's a lot like Appleseed or uh, like any of the movies that are 100% CG. And it does a pretty good job. The CG looks good. The, uh, they have these cool like effects with them looking through these like helmets that have a lot of... Uh, I don't know, augmented reality stuff on them that look really good. The combat's pretty neat. It's an interesting setting, and I do kind of want to now, having watched it, learn more about the rest of the Blame universe. From so, what I remember... Pretty solid. Uh, from what I remember, the uh, the original like short, the animated short that uh, kind of helped Blame take off earlier on, many years ago, yeah. um, was pretty stylized. Does the, uh, does the CG version follow that sort of style, or is it more, you know, kind of the just stylized realism that you see in things like Appleseed and so on. I mean, I would say it's probably more stylized realism. Like, I don't remember the style of the original that well, uh, hmm. but it looked like stylized realism. Like, there's nothing too unusual in what they're doing with the character models. Okay. But the story's an interesting one, so... Neato. You know what? I'd recommend all the stuff I mentioned today for different reasons. There's nothing that was like a clunker, and I mostly because I jumped out of Clockwork Planet in episode one. Good man. Yeah, yeah. Anyone yeah, else? Yeah, so that's probably the best way to go. You know, yeah. if it... If it doesn't follow the stylized version, though, of the, the manga, you'll just have to find someone to blame. Ah! Yes. Oh, jeez, I'm dying. Yes! I was like, how do I work? I was sitting here silently the whole time, like, how do I work that in somewhere? It's well, I'm glad I could softball that in up. for you. Yes, oh, thanks, Dan. I'll, All I'll, right, folks. I'll word you with this girl in a box made of trillions of gears congratulations oh, no. Dan, her, her, her power level is so high it's the gears it's oh. over nine trillion or something all or right folks. something all right guys that about covers it for uh spring 2017 uh so we're gonna be back pretty soon with our next show for summer of 2017 hmm. uh we'll be returning to the rolling review um and uh we may have already returned to it by the time this one comes out, uh, or at least started it up, so look forward to that. Yeah, yeah and we'll also be uh, putting together our closing thoughts for this round's rolling review, which was Little Witch Academia. Yeah, look looking forward, forward to, to it. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys, and we're back, peoples. Yeah. See you again soon. This is a podcast by the con artists. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes or your Android podcast app of choice. For more anime and game-related content, please visit us online at theconartistsblog.com. Thanks for listening.